Praise the Lord. This is Pastor Johnson from Bethel Lady Church. Thank you for downloading our podcast. We are so glad we could connect with you through this podcast. Please ensure you subscribe to receive new messages every week. We pray this podcast builds your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and motivates you to live a life of excellence for the glory of our Lord. Thank you for your support. Enjoy the message. It's unusual that uh, we use the church channel for anything except propagating the word of God. But so many of you have been asking questions to the pastoral team from within the church about uh, vaccinations, our response to the COVID, sending children to school, usual uh, COVID behavior when we reopen the church. So I thought it's best because these are not really spiritual questions. These are medical questions. I thought it's better to have a medical professional answer that for us and a variety of doctors in our church and we thank God for all of them. But Dr. Emmanuel and I were talking the other day and I felt in my heart that uh, it would be good if he could answer these questions. Dr. Emmanuel works with uh, the very famed Dr. Devi Shetty and is the CEO of all the hospitals of Dr. Devi Shetty, about 36 medical centers across a variety of countries uh, with about over three and a half thousand doctors working under his leadership and uh, Dr. Emmanuel is a very faithful, uh, committed with his family, a wonderful family in the church and uh, he was gracious enough to give us his time out of his, as you can imagine, a loaded uh, schedule that he has in his secular life. But so join along in this video, which we're going to make it into two or three parts. Welcome to the first interview that I have ever done, uh, and it's with Dr. Emmanuel, and it's the topic, COVID. Praise the Lord. So many of you have been asking questions about uh, COVID, and I don't know answers. <laughs> I'm not a medical guy. So I was thinking now, uh, another problem is so many of you, and it, me, we all are getting so many informations from the mass media, one day they say, do this, the other day they say, who told you to do that? So it's just crazy, right? So been a little worried, been thinking about others too. And uh, I thought finally, let, let's talk to somebody from the medical fraternity who knows this topic and who can help us with answers. So, uh, that's why we're doing, this is the first time we're doing something like this. This is for the church uh, faith community, for people uh, who are believers, uh, to answer questions from our own people. So, Dr. Emmanuel, thank you so very much. Thank you, Pastor, for having me. <laughs> yes, thank you for saying yes. Thank you for coming. Dr. Emmanuel works with uh, uh, and manages the hospitals of Dr. Devi Shetty and um, over 36 healthcare centers around the world. Uh, and, and with all of those responsibilities and uh, in between all of those medical activities and administrative activities, thank you again for taking time to answer our questions. It's thank my you. pleasure, Pastor. <laughs> Dr. Emmanuel, his uh, wife, doctor, his children, of course, pursuing their career uh, in various things, uh, are a blessed uh, family. And we're so blessed that they're a part of our church. And uh, so, you know, I, I felt so comfortable asking him questions. Uh, so, and he was happy to answer. Shall we pray before we begin? 
Gracious Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to look to you and thank you that you are our healer. Today, Lord, in this discussion, in this Q&A, it's our prayer that your people will be blessed, confusions will be cleared out, there will be a better sense of direction in this medical matter. Bless dear Dr. Emmanuel, his beautiful family, and the great responsibilities he shoulders. Father God, prosper your church, bless your people. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. All right, I'm going to start asking you questions, <laughs> Doctor. <laughs> the first set of questions are about um, vaccines. So question number one, uh, should we take just any available vaccine or should we wait for herd immunity? Uh, as of now, I think we should uh, take whatever is available in the country. And uh, as the first available opportunity, I think uh, everyone should go and get themselves vaccinated. That's extremely important. Herd immunity, or is what is called as a population immunity, uh, is when uh, the number of people in a population are uh, who are susceptible to the disease are extremely low. Uh, by what this means is the number of people who are, have the immunity act as a barrier for the transmission of the disease. So how do you get the immunity? You either get the immunity because you have recovered from the disease itself, which is natural immunity, or you can acquire the immunity from through a vaccine. So that is the how you the population becomes immune. Now, uh, prior to the vaccine era, we have never been able to control disease or even eradicate, forget about eradicating them. Mainly because these two key elements of that, the vaccine was not part of the whole story. So the only thing is, you get the disease, you have your natural immunity and that takes a long time for the population, uh, to a large section of the population to become immune to that. And with that, you still have a very large portion of the population who are very susceptible to the, uh, to the infection. Unlike other diseases which are symptomatic in nature, COVID has got a unique uh, problem that you are very mildly symptomatic or you are asymptomatic. So it's difficult to identify, test everyone, isolate them and do that. So that becomes a little bit of a problem. And also, the vaccines are not, it's very, very effective, but they're not 100% effective. Mm -hmm. So even if they're taking a vaccine, there will be some portion of the people who are vulnerable to that. So given this number of this one, the, the key element is the number of people who are immune to it is never going to reach a stage where you will get protected by right. not taking the vaccine. So right. you are becoming, putting yourself in a very vulnerable situation and it's and the way things are going it's very unpredictable whether how you will react with when the disease hits you mm -hmm. so it is very important that at the first available opportunity i think we should vaccinate ourselves and get the acquired immunity that's very important are there any foods to consume to improve immunity without taking any vaccine uh, F food uh, is a diet is a very integral part of overall general immunity, but to have specific immunity against uh, the COVID infection, there is no uh, specific right. food for you to uh, 
take which will protect you. But it it it, it in general it improves the well-being of the of the person. So a good diet and and dietics is very important. <laughs> Some say that vaccines need biological substrate to grow, and also most of the vaccines are made of fetal cells. So is it not like encouraging child abortion by taking vaccination? I don't think there's fetal cells involved in the vaccine making. There are three types of uh, vaccines. One is the uh, inactivated vaccine. That is the actual virus itself is inactivated either by heat or chemical treatment. And then that's what the Bharat Biotech co-vaccine is about. Then you have a vector-based vaccine. Then you take a virus which is doesn't cause disease in humans. Uh, and you add the specific material, genetic material called the spike protein of the COVID vaccine into that so that the body makes antibodies and has immunity, humoral immunity and the cell immunity against those things. The third ones, and these two are very standard techniques which has been followed for all, all kinds of vaccines for a long time. The third one is the recent one which is called as the mRNA vaccine. But this is also not very new because this, this technology has been used in cancer therapies for quite some time now. So they basically repurposed it for this. And there, there is no, uh, they just taken a very small protein or a genetic code of the RNA and uh, they inject into that and the body recognizes that and forms uh, an immunity against that. So uh, they are extremely effective. Uh, it's the range of effectiveness is this one, nothing to get worried about because the difference between 80 to 90% isn't that big a difference like what you actually see uh, in, in actual real world. So you will get reasonable good protection by taking any of the vaccines. So you're saying that fetal cells is not no, at all yeah. in the picture. Yeah. Okay. Does the government have any <laughs> ulterior <laughs> motive in this vaccination? Drive? Yeah, this has been a lot of speculations has been going on in the initial when we had the major lockdown last year and a lot of WhatsApp things were going on. But I don't think there is any anything to do with uh, and ulterior motives because all countries of the world are in the fight against this. Everybody is equally affected uh, and everybody is collaborating uh, in the vaccine technology, sharing of information, manufacturing for each other. Mm -hmm. So there is no uh, ulterior motive because the, the world is so in, connected nowadays. It's, it's very important that the entire population of the world is protected. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, the entire uh, uh, the whole economy and various other activities will come to, uh, I mean, it's gone, already undergone a dramatic change. Yeah. So, uh, and we need to uh, make some changes to make, come back to the, the old normal at least. Yeah. Sure. Thank yeah. you. So, so another question is, since uh, these vaccines have come out for administering so quickly within a short span of time, because uh, the, the kind of, uh, imagery that is there in the general public is uh, it takes 20 years, 30 years to kind of come up with a good vaccine. And, and this time it's like in what, less than 12 months. So question number one, uh, in that backdrop, can we be assured that these are effective against different strains and variants of COVID? Question number two, in that background, will there not be any side effects in the short or long term uh, some say things like hair fall, weakness, muscle pain. Third, does it alter our DNA or RNA uh, over a period of time? Uh, and uh, is there any uh, separate vaccine 
or the question is vaccinosis for a particular demographic sector yeah uh, the, the uh, people uh, the vaccine development for this has happened very rapidly because the uh, the science and technology has uh, we have learned a lot of these things in the previous uh, uh, diseases and the other diseases and the vaccination of that so people are quite aware of it yes uh, more than development i think they study the vaccine and the effects of it for a pretty long time but uh, in order to prevent uh, serious illness and death which we have been seeing uh, in a very large population of people it was very important for us to start vaccinating the people so that is one of the main thing as far as the uh, efficacy of it it is fairly uh, efficacious uh, good for the uh, what is intended for and for the short, definitely the, all vaccines will have some short term mm -hmm. uh, side effects and this also has a very short term side effects like body aches and uh, headaches and fever and pain at the at the site of injection and things like that which is very minor in nature and and goes away and what we have learned from history is long term effects uh, generally do not uh, occur after uh, maybe 4 to 6 weeks okay. so whatever happens it is happened uh, will happen you come to know about it and this is so strictly monitored by all countries the health public health departments and who about the seriousness of the of the uh, side effects and it's being researched and studied in that so it is it is being taken very seriously and nobody wants to push the vaccine just for the sake of uh, this one but the benefits far out, uh, far outweigh the risks which are uh, involved in the vaccines so th that is uh, one very important aspect of it there is no uh, one of the questions was about dna yeah. there was no ch it does not affect the dna of our own cells because none of these uh, vectors or the uh, material of the 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 rna code which is used enter into the nuclei of our cells okay. so the dna is not affected in that kind of a manner to change this entire structure or any of those things they don't uh, have that kind of a effect vaccinosis is long term side effects or long term diseases because of that uh, it's too early to say that because we have been uh, vaccinating only for the last year or so not even last 7 8 months or so and uh, but the number of people who have got vaccinated is a couple of almost close to 2 billion across the entire world so uh, keeping that in mind and the number of side effects which has been reported i think it is uh, fair to say that we should not have vaccine hesitancy because of the right. side effects of this what is the ideal gap according to medical science between the first and the second dose uh The, uh, the interval between the doses uh, uh, initially uh, uh, it was told it is anywhere between four to six weeks, but as the uh, the, the data are continuously coming, uh, it shows better protection if the the duration between the doses are a little longer, uh, around six to ten weeks or six to twelve weeks kind of a thing, and that is one of the reasons why uh, it was increased purely on scientific basis and. the reason why it also increases even with one dose we, uh, they have found people to have reasonable uh, protection uh, around a fortnight after the first dose and that will enable the large sections of the population to be covered also within the, this one so this is a 
uh, added advantage by in addition to the scientific uh, reasons behind the increasing the duration between the doses and it also adds that you are able to vaccinate a much larger number of people and give them some protection at least in the initially and then you keep tackling them as the, this one and this is not something which has been uh, done only by india this increasing this uh, uh, the duration between the vaccine doses and this has been a standard uh, okay. protocol across the western world as well so there is uh, nothing uh, different from what we we and the rest of the world are doing this is a little sensitive one deaths were reported of a few covishield vaccinated people what is the cause uh, they have been uh, investigating whatever is been reported and they found that it is not related to the vaccine because uh, in the initial part lot of these vaccinations were given in the elderly population who were as it is very susceptible and uh, who are uh, very sick and they would have died even with or without the vaccine they would have died for some other uh, reason and in this kind of a population when they actually started going deeper into this entire this one they found that uh, there were other reasons for oh. their this one so uh, so there has not been deaths which can be directly attributable to this and uh, and again the when the when the advisory comes they always will talk about the benefits it gives rather right. than this one so uh, so if if it and uh, this is not something which they will take it lightly and if it was really this one they would have definitely taken uh, a step forward and given an advisory against taking in a particular age group or whatever it is so those kinds of things have not come up so and considering that so many people have had the vaccine and it is been safe so i i think this vaccine hesitancy is more uh, detrimental to one's well being rather than you know getting uh going and getting it because that really protects you and helps you to get on with the rest of the outdoor activities and various other activities which you have curbed yourselves for the last 18 months a few more questions why is it that um, uh, whoever has taken uh, the vaccine needs to take booster dosage every year and is this information actually right uh they are uh, co collating all the uh, data and uh, as of now uh, we are not sure how long this uh, immunity will last after the two doses of vaccine if it shows that it is not very effective against new variants or new mutated strains of the virus and if it shows that the immunity levels come down over a period of time then it is very prudent and very wise to take a booster dose to keep the level of immunity on the uh, higher side because then the booster dose might come up with a strain to to tackle the new strains mm -hmm. and new uh, to because the virus constantly keeps uh, as the number of susceptible people are so large in this population across it will constantly uh, keep trying to survive itself so it will constantly keep trying to change and mutate and uh, and keep itself in, uh, in the survival mode so there will be new strains and it will every time it, this new mutation happens uh, you know it, it will change its characteristics and things like that so we need to keep uh, there continuously governments and scientific communities monitoring it and if if there is a necessity obviously then they will have to come up with something like that so 
but as of now it's too early to say whether we would need a booster and uh, and things like that but looking at the uh, the trends at how uh, the vaccination has also worked against the new delta variant which we saw in the second wave there is a possibility that you might be required to take up this one a booster dose so as of now there's no decision there is no decision okay. can you suggest the best vaccines for all age groups which is available and what if we are traveling abroad which one is acceptable by all countries yeah I, the uh, the western world is completely gone in towards the mrna vaccine which i think uh, we should have that in our country sometime there is a lot of uh, the companies are uh, in in talks with the government uh, but i think uh, if you are wanting to go abroad the astrazeneca vaccine and the oxford vaccine which the uh, serum institute is manufacturing the covid sheet would be the ideal one as of now but uh, i think uh, more the waiting rather than waiting for a specific one if you are able to get hold of uh, whichever one is available i think right. you should get get, get, get that is vaccination required for those who have recovered in the last 3 to 8 months since they have already enough antibodies whatever else their immunity is high so do they still have to take a vaccination uh, do are they not exempt for at least 3 to 8 months so you need to uh, take a vaccine even though you uh, you had the disease because you can have them in varying severity you can have a very mild and you can have a very severe and you also we're not sure how the body is actually reacted to that and it has been seen that uh, the immunity level reduces over a period of time and in order to keep the uh, immunity level uh, at an upper and it is also seen that you you can get reinfected with a new variant even though you had uh, the disease in the past so in order to make sure that you are not susceptible again and to get the uh, the levels uh, high you you it is like a booster dose you are getting the vaccine so it's safe to take the vaccine and uh, uh, after the appropriate advisory from the government i think it's currently around uh, 8 to 12 weeks i think you need to take that can the aged people having diabetes high cholesterol and bp take vaccine they are very important to take because they are the vulnerable people okay. so all the all the medical conditions like these make them extremely vulnerable to uh, having a very severe illness if they get it so that mm. is very important for them to be vaccinated okay so this health problem of bp or sugar uh, or pressure uh, or other things any 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 heart disease lung disease kidney disease liver disease even if you have malignancies and uh, the entire thing you you need to have the vaccination done because you are very very vulnerable okay i th- i think the question comes from the fear that if you have any one of these dysfunctions of the body disease of the body uh, the will the vaccine aggravate that problem it will not aggravate uh, like what uh, people are thinking okay. because uh, because uh, if you get covid uh, uh, infection with all these comorbidities 
the chances of you getting a very uh, you being seriously ill is mm. is probability is high and uh, and it's not worthwhile taking that kind of a chance because if you get moderate to severe illness uh-huh. uh, one of the standard therapies is to use steroids and steroid makes your uh, <laughs> the diabetes condition very right. bad so i think it's better to uh, get the vaccine without any fear and that will be better choice what medical test needs to be done before taking the vaccine to ascertain that it will not cause death so the fear is is there something in my body that can react as death to my body if i take the vaccination and uh, is there a test i can do to figure out that i won't die because of the vaccination only those who have severe allergic reactions in the past due to any reason which can be uh, uh, there or you are allergic to some of the ingredients of the vaccine itself uh, then you need to uh, be in touch with the medical personnel who will advise you whether to go ahead or not to go ahead with the, this one but apart from that uh, there is nothing else that needs to be looked into there are certain people who are on drugs like blood thinners and other things but then they are not something that uh, it's a sure shot you know no to them you need to just get in touch with the doctors and they will look into the condition and this one but the allergic reaction those who are there again those who had serious allergic reactions are the ones who need to be careful so about here's it. the problem the problem is i don't know if i'm allergic to the vaccination is there a test i can do to know if i'm allergic uh generally if you not had anything uh in the past uh you to assume that uh, you 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 are not allergic because if you can't keep a test you can be allergic to anything and and in, in india with so much of pollens and so many other airborne uh, this one you can be some some amount of uh, you know uh, allergen reaction to allergens will always be there but the question is do you if you had serious allergic reaction you would have known about it and it's very difficult to uh, do any kind of a test to find out yes that this will uh, happen to that so the the issue will be have you had any kind of allergic reaction in the past then you need to be cautious you need to take the right uh, advisory from the doctors before you take the vaccine but there is no specific test for you to go and get it done prior to doing the uh, getting the vaccine done can we take vaccination if there are uh, long term uh, allergies like cold uh, sneezing long term allergies that's been there for like a long time for years together like some people in bangalore are very prone to asthmatic conditions um, so so there are these allergies that are situational but are there for a long time so what about those yeah i generally should be uh, all right but then uh, it all depends upon how severe or how uh, bad it has been uh, because uh, because like you rightly said due to seasonal changes and we are so prone to various respiratory viral diseases in the past and after we have been masking ourselves that's practically not <laughs> there for the last 18 months so we are very prone to uh, these kinds of allergic uh, i mean the viral diseases and the uh, and allergens and things like that but uh, if if somebody has that rather than concluding that uh, uh, i have this problem and i will not take it it's better to uh, go and meet the doctor and then get the right advice and take it if it's been uh, 
he's okay. He or she has cleared it. Thank you. Thank you. The last one in this series of questions that prayer groups, all of you have sent us. Will all the vaccine administering centers have authentic vials? Or is there any specific or preferred place to get vaccinated? I think this question comes in the backdrop of some of this media uh, explosion or revelation that there are some duplicates in town? Uh, I am... Uh, yes, there have been some uh, media reports about uh, something which has been uh, uh, done or speculated or whatever it is, but uh, these are all very strictly uh, controlled. Okay. And uh, uh, you, we need to uh, give an account of how many vials we have received, how many people we have accounted for, how many uh, doses we have given, what is the wastage. Everything is monitored on a real-time basis, so it is very difficult for somebody to, you know, go and give something which is not there. And everybody knows the seriousness of that. The vaccines have once opened, has to be used within the time frame, the storage of it, and all that. So uh, it's highly unlikely. But if you are having a doubt that uh, you uh, you uh, want to go there, I think any standard good medical center should be fine. Uh, for you to go and take the vaccines of that. I, I would add uh, uh, to that question in asking you, see, uh, as you're working with Dr. Devi Shetty and his hospitals uh, where you're serving are so reputed uh, around the world, and now that your hospitals are also under your leadership, um, under your administration, taking care of vaccinations, how much do you worry about, am I getting a duplicate? Or is it something you don't worry at all because there is really no place for that? Really, uh, because we get the vaccines directly from uh, getting supplied from the manufacturer. So there is no uh, intermediary for us at all. So, and everything is, uh, the data and everything is fed into a very centralized kind of a system which uh, gets monitored by the right people in the uh, administration across the network, the state government and the central government. So there is no uh, intermediary for us. You, you receive the vaccines in the proper cold storage, which needs to be used for transport and for storage. It's our responsibility to store that properly. So uh, big meetings are held for uh, uh, in preparations for that. Right now, the Russian vaccine, the Sputnik has come, and uh, they that needs to be stored in minus 30 degrees centigrade and uh, wow. uh, so uh, so but they will not supply it till they come and inspect that you really have that facility to oh. do that so uh, everybody uh, it's a serious business so it is everybody takes it very seriously i don't think it, you need to get very worried but in case you still have the doubt i think you all, you need to go to a proper uh, center that that's it excellent Thank you so very much. Thank you, Pastor, for having me here. <laughs> <laughs> it was so nice talking. Yeah. We've taken a long time uh, to, to, to ask questions and you've taken your time uh, to answer. So thank you for taking your time and uh, looking forward to days where we will not have to have these discussions. <laughs> a much uh, simpler world. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Is the third wave a sure eventuality? How worried we should be about the third wave? How safe the children are without taking vaccination? 
I don't think anybody anticipated it to be so uh, highly transmissible and highly virulent with so many people getting affected at the same time. The way the current pandemic is also happening, uh, there will be multiple waves. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I believe that you are blessed. Please connect with us for prayer or counseling. Please do call us or visit our website or visit us. The details are given in the description. We'll be glad to serve you. Do subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to encourage you in your journey in Christ. Please do share it with your friends too by clicking the share button. We are praying for you. God has great plans for your life. Thanks again for participating, listening. God bless you.